The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, me and Andrew are going to do a Drunk Saints history for you for October. We promise we'll get to it one of these weekends. Um, so We've we got that, Dave riled up before the show We did. Started. We got Dave riled up. So donate it's like if you, that. Uh, it's like I'm that well, video you know, where you slap him in the nuts before the show <laughs> even starts. You know. I'm, I'm pissed about this Monday Night Football game. I got important <laughs> shit on my fantasy team. <laughs> This game, my fantasy week relies on this game, and it's not going the way it's, it's supposed to be going. No. Kind of like your audio. <laughs> no, his, <laughs> yeah. his audio is fine. Um, I uh, drank a lot during the Astros game today. I was drinking bourbon and eating M&Ms. Uh, it's a glorious day in the Marlboro household. The Astros are in yeah. the ALCS. Uh, something that would make Tom Benson proud. It would. It was the time. It is. Tom Benson improved. All, all I needed to do was get out the, the the Ben and Jerry's and like sprinkle some M and M's in there, and I'd have been like, <laughs> I'd have been like good to go. It'd have been a per, it'd have been a it'd have been a perfect Tom Tom Benson Monday. Did you get uh, that from the Tom Benson cookbook? <laughs> the, Tom, the Tom Benson cookbook is like what 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 red what what ice cream to pair with your red wine. Uh, Tom Benson uh, so the Saints didn't play this week they were off so we got reacquainted with our family I got to, to, to meet my son he's lovely he's a lovely little he's a lovely toddler it was fun we went to the park a couple of days um, so uh, did your kids have school today Dave did your kids have school no. today yeah mine no. didn't either yeah. so <laughs> my wife had my wife had my, work my wife but uh, I did not, so I ended up getting stuck watching both kids today. Daddy duty. Yep. It was good times, though. Play with the iPad, son. <laughs> there was a little bit of that. I'm parent of the year. I got my kid. He's watching Speedy Gonzalez. He's watching Roadrunner. Nice. He can. He's 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 uh, he's 22 months old. He can he can he he can reject stuff on YouTube that I try to make him watch. Turn that off. Go to the video section and pull up uh, the Roadrunner on his own. So it's <laughs> fantastic. I'm father of the year. Um, so uh, the Saints play the Lions. We'll get to the Lions in a second. Um, the first quarter, after you, after you got a little time to think of it on it, Dave. The first quarter. Let's start with uh, the offense. How do you feel about the offense in general after four weeks? Uh, you know, I mean, it could be better. There's room for improvement. But um, I think they're good enough. Uh, and I think, you know, we can certainly expect them to have games where they'll put up a whole bunch of points. Um they might not do it every game, but, and, you know, Willie Sneed, uh, hopefully will be back soon and Teron Armstead, maybe hopefully. Um, so, you know, I, I, and, and as they get more time to, to work with each other, I, I think it's only going to, uh, I think it's only going to get better. You got to be excited about Camara. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas still hasn't, you know, Thomas still hasn't, really played to the level I think that most of us expected him to be at. Um, certainly not consistently anyway. So um, I think 
I think it's fair to say that that's got to be coming at some point. There's, there's no way he's going to just be mediocre the entire season. That, that would be that would be harder to believe. Yeah, I thought he was really good against Miami. Andrew, you know, we, we always say about Bro that, like, yeah, he's coming back, but we can't really expect him to be that good, and we can't expect him to play a bunch of games because he'll probably get hurt again. Isn't if we think that about Bro, why is it that we don't think that about Armstead? Like how much is like how much is it realistic to count on him when he gets back to play and play well and be really good at left tackle? Well, first of all, I think it's different because with Armstead, now I I do I do have concern because it's a it was a pectoral injury, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the main thing when you're trying to come back from something like that is just regaining your strength, and I think. You know, obviously at offensive tackle, there's a significant amount of hand usage and you need to have that power. And so I I think regaining his strength as he's able to regain full use of the muscle and just kind of get in the gym and get strong enough, um, that would be, you know, maybe an area of concern. But in terms of his speed, I mean, I, I actually think the time off, I mean, remember he has the bulky knee and he's had issues with his knee swelling up and stuff. So I actually think the time off could be good for the lower half of his body. And it's so much of Armstead's game is predicated on his speed, his ability to get out in space and, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially on those poles and the screen passes and kind of throw a devastating block to a linebacker or a secondary guy because he has the speed to catch up to him. Um, so, you know, I, I think the time off can, can be a negative and a positive for him with bro. I mean, he just, we saw how awful he was coming back from that injury last year and he broke the same leg and it's the same injury. So I think that's the reason why it's a pretty significant difference. I just think a guy coming back from a pectoral injury, uh, especially an offensive tackle, as long as he can regain that strength in the upper body, um, that may take a little time, but I I just think Armstead will come in and and play pretty well. And he's, Bro, I don't have any. Yeah, and also, too, I, I just thought of it. Like, we've seen Armstead function at a high level on one leg. So, like, that yeah. dude that dude just powers through injuries, which, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's part of the reason why the Saints gave him that extension, even though he had been hurt, because they're like, well, fuck it. He just, even if he gets nicked up, he'll just power through it, you know? Um, Dave, how long yeah. is it? How long is Adrian Peterson going to play nice? And be like, I'm cool with five carries. Like, how long is it gonna? How much? How much longer is it gonna go? Uh, I think for the rest of the season. I mean, I, if he's unhappy, uh, I, I I think he's just gonna tough it out for the entire season. I mean, I don't I don't know what complaining would really get him cut that's what it'll get that's what it'll get him like i'm not it's, i'm not saying that he's going to complain and like start getting the ball i'm saying he's going to complain and get cut i mean andrew do you think he'll play nice the whole year or do you think he'll get frustrated and- no there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. No, I think he'll get frustrated. Um, 
I think it'll be worse if the team's losing. Like if Ingram sucks or the offense isn't really getting going, then I think Peterson could easily be like, what the hell? Why am I not playing? I think he would have reason to. Um, but I think if the offense, if the team's winning games and the offense is putting up points, I think it's much easier for Sean Payton to have a case. Like, look, these guys that are on the field were it's working. They're better than you. You know, we, we, your time will come just be patient. But I think if they're, if they're winning and the guys are producing, um, I mean, he hasn't produced. I mean, that's the bottom line. You look at their stats, you know, he's averaging three yards a carry. You know, he's got 81 yards on 27 carries. I mean, it's not that they haven't tried to get him the ball, but um, Ingram and, and Kamara have just been way more productive, and then I think he has two catches for four yards. Yeah, well, I mean, and Adrian Peterson was never going to catch the ball. I mean, that was like a f- they were saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to throw him the ball in, in, in the offseason." Like Adrian, no, no, that was never going to be a thing. Him. I mean, two running backs through four games are producing in this offense, and neither of them are named Adrian Peterson. So, um, you know, at some point he's got to rip a big run or um, make a play if he wants to get the ball more. Yeah. Dave, on uh, on offense, I know you I said don't think or, you on offense. I know you said you thought that they haven't played as well as you thought. I think they can, and they're going to be better. But like, what specifically, when you look at them, are you besides Michael Thomas, which you said you want him to be better? But what is a, a thing that you you're like, man, they need to get this really going going on offense, which I, th- I thought they were going to do, and they haven't really done it yet. I want them to get this going. I mean, you told me I'm not allowed to say Michael Thomas, but I mean, that's really how I feel. I mean, you know, we were expecting huge, huge things from Michael Thomas in his sophomore year. I mean, last season he was great, so this season we expect him to be better than great. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had some a couple of good games and a couple of, you know, quiet games. Uh, so, I mean, that, that really is, that's, that's numero uno on my list. Well, I mean, he's he always... hasn't really blown up yet this year. He well, hasn't he's... had that. I mean, even the, you know, Dave said he had a couple yeah. of games and a couple okay games. He, he hasn't had like a, if I, if exactly. I told, if I told you he was on pace for a hundred catches, 1240 yards and eight touchdowns, what would you say? That's what I would he's... say for Michael. I would. I would say that's below expectation. I, I would say. <laughs> I would say. I would say we're expecting fifteen hundred yards from Michael Thomas. That's ridiculous. No, it's not fifteen. Like Jimmy Graham in two thousand eleven, barely hit thirteen hundred yards. Like I. I mean, to me, I look at Michael Thomas. I think he hasn't blown up yet, but. He's like he's fine. Like if he if he catches a hundred balls for twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns, Andrew. Like what am I missing? Is that is that below the ball? No, I'm with you. But I mean, are, do, don't you agree that uh, he, he's been doing that by getting a lot of like five catch for sixty yard games? And yeah. uh, I I just think I think he can do better than that. I agree with Dave. I mean, I don't I don't want to put a number on it, but. I mean, if you look at the stats that guys like Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are bringing, they're putting up, you know, 130 catches for 1,800 yards. I mean, that, those are the kind of stats those guys are putting up. And I don't think he's in that league, but I don't think he's that far behind. And I, I don't think it's crazy to say Michael Thomas. I mean, if you look at the the stats that he's put up so far, it's for him it hasn't felt like it's felt like the tip of the iceberg. It doesn't feel like he's kind of hit his his peak. And so if there's room to grow based on the numbers he's putting up and you're telling me he's at a pace of 1,200 yards and 100 catches, uh, there, I absolutely think he could do better than that. Yeah, I, just, I mean – Yeah, I just, Ralph. I just don't know that, that this offense will allow you him to. You just fucking settle for mediocrity, Ralph. You're just – you're just. <laughs> I know I am. You know, Jimmy Graham put up 1,300 yards, and that's the best season that any Saints wide receiver could possibly have. They can't have a better season than what Jimmy Graham did. I mean, you're living in the fucking past, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it comes down to, to touches. It's like, yeah. and you know, Snead coming back, I do think could potentially mean less touches for Mike Thomas. So, you know, we'll have to see how the distribution goes. I mean, I, I think Peterson is going to be de-emphasized. I think he's going to touch the ball less, and so they'll, you know, th- that there'll be some. 
touches to go around. Um, and so hopefully Thomas will see a couple of those, but, um, you know, it, it's matchup driven. We know this, we know that every week from week to week, we're going to have a different hero, um, based on the looks that breeze gets, he's going to spread the ball around. So, um, but Michael Thomas is probably the one guy in this offense that I feel like is always going to get his. Who's a sleeper guy, Dave, on offense for fantasy or just in general purposes that you think in the second quarter for the Saints might like emerge and be a guy that that's like people are like, wow, look at that guy. He's having really, really good games. Not Michael Thomas. Uh, the, de- the defense, defense special teams. You, you can have them on your fantasy team. I started them against uh, um, Carolina just because I forgot. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, it's like, what, a 14, 15-point yeah, day? Yeah. Oh, that, but, was, that was an insane move at the time. That was – it was. I just – I just, I just, It just, really paid off. It was just it was done. ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. Um, I have to question uh, your sanity, but great pickup. I have I, – I, yeah, I, no, no. I drunkenly stumbled I'd, I'd like Smith. to see the defense play better. But like what's like but that's a good point. Like what as we move to the defense, Dave, like what's real what's what's your expectation in the, in the, and we don't do the whole year. I like to do it in quarters. So like what's your expectation for the second quarter? The teams the Saints are playing and what's your expectation of this defense in the in the second second quarter of the season coming up? You got Detroit, Green Bay, Chicago and who else? Who who do they play after that? Uh, Tampa Bay, I think. Tampa Bay. So, like, those are your four games. So, like, what's your expectation of this defense for that? Like the next for the next four weeks. Um, well, you know, I don't really, I, I have never really thought about my expectations in particular for the defense over those four games. I mean, as as the team as a whole, uh, I mean, I think you, I think you got to come out of those four games at least two and two. Yeah, uh, I think best case best case scenario is probably three and one. I, I just I, I think you're going to have a hard time beating the Packers uh, in Green Bay, but Chicago is beatable, uh, and Tampa Bay is beatable, and obviously then Detroit and Green Bay. You know, hope to hope you can get a win yeah. with Detroit, but the defense, the defense though, um, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not really I'm not expecting them to turn into the the Broncos. Um, you know, overnight or anything like that. But uh, I certainly expect them to, to see them just playing smarter. And, 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 you know, a lot of these young guys like Crawley and everybody else, um, uh, you know, getting experience and, and seeing improvement in those guys. Um, that's important. And I mean, really, I, I don't, I don't, you can never expect it, but I mean, they need to just continue, uh, continue doing well with the, with the turnovers and creating turnovers. That's going to be that, that, that turnovers will hide a lot of uh, deficiencies they may have. Turnovers hide. Well, here's my thing, Andrew. I feel like after the first month with the Saints defenses, I'm not saying they're good, but last year we pretty much knew every single week the pass rush was going to suck. It didn't matter if they played the best offensive line in the NFL or the worst. We knew the pass rush was going to suck and they weren't going to get sacks. This year I feel like when I look at the team they're playing that week, like if they're beat up on the offensive line and missing guys or they kind of suck or they're struggling, like I can look at it and be like, yeah, the Saints are going to get sacks this week. And, like, they played Carolina. Carolina was missing two guys. They sacked Cam Newton a bunch. Miami's – just disaster on offensive offense. We'll get to them. We'll get to the Miami offensive line coach in a second. We're not missing that people. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like when they play a team with a bad offensive line, I feel like this defense can be. He should have shared. He should have shared his stimulants with his players. <laughs> he should have. He could have used did, it. Did PFF grade his line play? Uh, I'm sure they did. Um. So, so, but what do you think? Like I look at Detroit and I, I see I see Tampa's offensive line is meh, uh, Detroit's offensive line is meh, Green Bay is meh, De- Chicago's looking shitty. Like I think the Saints' defense over the next quarter can be pretty good because I think the pass rush if they are they're all healthy and they're all good they'll be they'll get some they'll get they'll get decent pressure on these quarterbacks. I feel like the that, key the, yeah they could the key especially with the next two quarterbacks now Jameis Winston 
he'll hold on to the football. I mean, he's a guy you can sack for sure. Um, you know, Trubisky's new, so I mean, he he has he's been sacked once so far today, but that's a guy you can get to just because he's a rookie, I think. Uh, but Stafford and Rodgers are tough guys to sack. I mean, they get the ball out quickly. And if you remember last year when we played the Lions, um, Stafford, I mean, the ball was out immediately. Or and so, Aaron Rodgers, he gets the ball out quick, or he'll just fucking scramble, and the you'll have the play perfectly defended, and he'll throw a f- fucking 50-yard rope. Yeah. yeah. So I think the main thing um, for starters is – that they're going to have to do a good job in, in kind of man bump coverage of just taking away the quick hitches, you know, where it basically snap balls out and, you know, they, they gash you for four yards. They bleed you to death with the short passes. They draw you in and then they beat you over the top. I mean, that's, that's what the Lions did to the Saints last year. It's absolutely what you can expect from them and the Packers when they play. Um, so the first thing is, you know, Crawley, P.J. Williams, Lattimore, they all have to take advantage of their strength and size. They have to beat up the receivers at the line of scrimmage, and they have to take away those quick hitch throws. They've got to tackle well when they do the bubble screens, you know, and the quick hitches at the line, which the Saints love to run with Michael Thomas, by the way. Um, but they've got to tackle well on those plays. So all that stuff's important. Um, and then, you know, I think both offenses like to spread it around. They're going to want to get guys like Robertson, and and AJ Klein um, and isolated coverage get mismatches against those guys. So um, the Saints are just going to have to try to mitigate the exposure there. And um, you know when there's an opportunity to get off the field, I you know I remember when they played the Packers in the dome. This was a few years ago, and I think they were zero and four, one and four at the time. And it was a huge upset of the Packers. It was one of the best nights they played defensively. Um, and, and Rogers was moving the football on plenty. It was just Corey White got, there was a tip ball and Corey White came down with it. Um, and there was maybe one other guy on the defense that just came up with a ridiculous pick. It might've been Patrick Robinson. And they so, sacked him and hurt his hamstring, didn't he? So then he like, Oh, that's right. And then, that's he, right. Couldn't, yeah. then he couldn't move around. Couldn't move. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think there's going to be opportunities to get off the field. Um, you know, if you kind of look back at that play with Keekly against the saints where he has the interception right in his hands and he drops it. Hey, you're not going to get many opportunities against quarterbacks of that caliber. And when the ball comes in your hands, you've got to come up with a play because those are going to be the opportunities to get off the field. Dave, uh, before we get to the NFC in general for the first quarter, we got to talk about, I mean, I've seen some crazy shit for the I meaning you got in the NFL, but a 50 year old man uh, videoing, videoing himself doing two lines of Coke. And oh, it was three or four. Well, they only had oh, yeah, that's true. And talking about how he wanted to maybe to, Coke could have been crushed up pills or something, yeah, or or uh, it could have been it could have been could have been powdered sugar. We don't know. Uh, you weren't we weren't there. Um, but as far as like on the scale of crazy shit, I have to say, like, well, I kind of felt like I was there. <laughs> I mean, is that the craziest thing you've ever seen? And that I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's one of the dumbest for sure that, that he broadcasts that he's going to a meeting that, you know what it reminded me of a little bit? It reminded me of the voicemail that remember that guy, Pat O'Brien years ago. Oh yeah. He left the voicemail. Remember he's like, you're so freaking hot and (laughs) we're going to get some strippers and we're going to do some Coke, (laughs) you know? And he, he just, he was I mean, his message was just over the top ridiculous, but I felt like it was like that, but much shorter. But you had the visual of him actually doing lines. I feel like um, it would. I feel like it would have been the greatest video ever if he'd have been like, "Baby, I love you. I can't wait to do this off your pussy, your vagina, all that." And then he would have gone, "I got to do an extra line because I'm going in this meeting, and Jay Cutler is a fucking bozo." And then he yeah. does, and he does the line, <laughs> and then goes to the meeting. Like that'd have been the best meet. That'd have been the best video ever. You know? like Jake. How, how else am I supposed to tolerate this uh, play from the corpse of German Bushrod? <laughs> that <laughs> my wife is like, I don't like you talking about the Dolphins. My wife. My, uh, my wife. I mean, Jay Cutler has driven the offensive line coach to do hard drugs. I mean, that's my, <laughs> that's my that's my takeaway from the whole thing. Um, I think the I think, you got, I, I think, I think Cutler's you got probably most pissed that he's not sharing. <laughs> 
Cartler's like, like, bro, man, come on, man, it's not right. Um, but in the in the NFL in general, Dave, the NFC, like, as you look at the games and maybe read about other teams, like, how are you feel? Like, are you feeling about the NFC? Are you like, man, it's the NFC is really good, and the Saints are gonna have a hard time getting to like nine and seven and getting a playoff spot? Are you like, or you, or are you like, man, the NFC is kind of shitty? Eh, it's not as good as I thought. Like, what do you th- like? How are you looking at the NFC uh, four games into the year or five for most? I mean, teams? the NFC, the NFC South is, is just alone is pretty pretty tough. Yeah, every team. There's um, a good chance every team's going to have a winning record after this week. I think, um, you know, I, I think I was on the radio today, and they were kind of breaking it down game by game. And I mean, I pretty I was pretty much in, in agreement with them. I mean, I think you're going to have a team that's going to go 12 and four. Um, and I think you'll probably have somebody that else that's going to go 11 and whatever, uh, 11 and five. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think you got to be at least 10 and six to be safe for a wild card. Oh, for sure. That's um, always how it is though. And I'm not, well, but I'm, but, but I'm not sure that nine, and th- you, you could have two 10 and six, Teams for the wild card. I'm not sure that nine and seven will even will even get it. Andrew, you think what it, it's way too early, man. I mean, all you know, a couple starting quarterbacks get hurt, and I don't know. I, I just think I don't know. Yeah, it's too th- early to be saying nine and seven versus ten and six. I mean, we don't know. Well, the thing is, you have you have a, a smoking crater in the NFC East with the Giants. Um. <laughs> I mean the Giants. I mean they look. They're fucking terrible. They're they're going. They're going four and twelve, three and thirteen. At best, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, I don't even know if four four and twelve is so, optimistic. So you got to smoke. And, and it and in the in the in the NFC West, you got the 49ers who are, but they may get better. But they're going like three and thirteen, four and twelve too. So that that may inflate those divisions. Uh, I think Arizona's garbage. Uh, looking at them. Um, you know, so we'll so we'll see. I mean, Andrew, Philadelphia looks pretty good. Philadelphia, yeah, Wentz looks really. Their de- their defense, their front is looking. I'm not so. I mean, I know Carolina's win. I'm not sold that Carolina's like some great team. I know they they want to they want a shit ton of close games in 2015. So I guess they could do it. I just look at them and I'm like, eh, I I don't know. I I look at the NFC and I think the I don't know. Well, you you watch them get. Owned by the Saints defense. Yeah, I'm like they got they got. <laughs> How could you be buying that? Yeah, I'm like they got owned by the Saints, and and even though the 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 their their offense, I could say, well, look, they were they weren't healthy versus Saints. They got their two linemen back. You put in Calvin Benjamin, it probably be a little different story. I and mean, maybe Cam Newton was getting healthy, but their defense, like I just when they played the Saints, like I wasn't, and they and against I watched them versus New England. I even watched them against Detroit. Like like their defense, everybody says it's so good. I'm like. They move like everybody moves the ball on them. Like the, the Saints did it. The Saints scored thirty on them. The Patriots scored thirty. Detroit scored twenty four, and, and Detroit left a bunch of plays on the field. Their tight end Ebron dropped the fucking touchdown. That cost them. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I feel like the NFC is like really um, like they put it this way. There's no team in the NFC as good as Kansas City is in the AFC right now. But everybody would you would both of you agree on that? Yeah, and I I think you I think you I think you can easily have a situation where you've got a, a wild card team that's got a better record than one of the division leaders. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, you know, like we had what last year, or the year before, or whatever. Well, in 2010, the Saints they were 11 and five, and they had to go to Seattle, who was seven and nine. Yeah, right, um, just like that. Yeah. So, um, before we get to um, the before we get to the the, the questions and and people on Twitter, Andrew, what Saints player after the first quarter do you look at and you're like, uh, what he did in the first quarter? I think it's too good to be true. Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I would say. I mean, I don't really feel like anyone performed ridiculously well, but I guess I'll say Kobe Fleener. 
I mean, Fleener hasn't done a ton, but I feel like every time his number's been called, he's made a play. And we haven't seen the drops or, um, you know, kind of the the poor routes or the lack of chemistry with Drew Brees yet this year. So uh, I feel like the Saints have done a good job of using him less. And when they do go to him, um, they're high percentage plays for him. Um, but uh, I, I could see you know, kind of the mental errors and the struggles kind of creeping back into his game. So I would say, I would say Fleener. Dave? Uh, I got a couple of people. I mean, one is is a group of people, and that's the offensive line. I mean, they've played pretty well uh, so far this season, Uh, very surprisingly so. So I'm not not really sure that how well that, you know, whether that's going to hold up for – 12 more games. Um, and the other player I would say is Ken Crawley. I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, become one of the, one of the better cornerbacks in the league so far, just in this first four games, even the last two games, um, since he was activated. Um, I, the thing I, thing is, though, I like, so I, I, I don't know whether that's going to keep up. I like Ken Crawley. And I don't know that it'll, it'll keep up to that level. But the thing I, I like too. about I like the thing I like about him is he's aggressive and like his penalties are because he's fighting with receivers for the ball or you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's getting burned. A lot of his it'll be because he's too grabby, he's too physical. Like I don't mind those penalties. The thing that bothers me is like Brandon Browner or Jason David where you just get fucking burned to a crisp and you're not even on the screen and you're chasing. I feel like Ken Crawley, like he's always in the spot. He just sometimes he doesn't make the play and he's getting a lot better at it. My guy is Kikaha ain't getting no eight sacks for 2016, and that's what he's on pace to do. Like, that's just, that's not going to happen. I, I can't, like, if Kikaha gets eight sacks, I mean, um, the Kik, you know what was funny, Andrew? The, 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 the PJ, tr- the PJ Williams truthers, like, took over, and they were going hardcore in the summer. The Kikaha truthers were going hardcore, like, around the draft and in the offseason. They sort of died, and they, I guess they, like, jumped ship. Um, but they might have been a better. It might have been a better bet to go like Kikaha or Crawley than PJ Williams on the on the truther front. Do you think, Andrew? Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't written off PJ Williams yet, but you know, I think right now the starters are probably Crawley and Lattimore. I think Crawley's has to stay ahead of PJ Williams based on the way he's played. Um, you know, again, I think if Crawley's going to start then there's this whole nickel question. Are they going to bring in PJ Williams and move Lattimore to the slot? We, we heard him kind of hint at Lattimore, maybe playing a little bit more slot um, or do they keep this kind of three safety look? So, you know, there's some things to play around with there and, and see who plays, but uh, you know, they, they've been injured in the backfield so much. I, I feel like all these guys will get opportunities. Um, you know, this bye week comes at a good time. So a lot of these guys will be healthy you know, to put the shoe on the other foot, I mean, the one guy who I would say he's got to play better than he's played so far, um, to me, that's got to be Sheldon Rankins. I mean, he has totally disappointed through four games. Um, he's been close to invisible. I think he has two tackles in four games. So I really expect him to kind of turn it on here and play a little bit better in this in the second quarter of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know what the Saints, they could really need, you know what they need? If they had a veteran defensive tackle to pair with Sheldon Rankins that would get about six and a half sacks and 45 tackles, <laughs> that would be phenomenal. I don't know. I, I don't with know. A, with a any, good heart? I, I can't, yeah, I can't think of anybody that would fill that that the Saints have ever had. Um, but that would be wonderful. So now we got Twitter questions, and I asked people to, to, to grade the first quarter in five words or less. So Ryan, Dave said, fool's gold or real potential? So what do you, what do you got? Do you think the two and two is, is real or fake? Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you guys not think it's hilarious that, like, we're so excited about two and two. Like, oh, really, yeah. like are we real? Are we really two and two? Can this really be happening? Oh my goodness, guys! Well, Jesus, they look they look so bad. The first they look so bad. The first. Oh two weeks. my god! Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. This anyway, is, anyway, I think it's the real deal. Here's the. Here's I think the, it's the real deal. I, I think, think people are talking more about the two game win streak, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. This is the fourth. This since 2014. This is the fourth attempt they have made 
after a slow start to get over 500. They had a chance in 2014, 2015, 2016, and now this. So they're 0 and 3, right? This will, yeah, they're 0 for they're 0, they're 0 for three, and yes. the they're 0 for th- yes. they're they're 0 yes. for, they're 0 for th- they're 0 for three. And Rudolph just scored a fucking touchdown <laughs> again. No, you got he got his one. I, I'm just now seeing uh, it on my <laughs> app. Fuck yes, now I'm winning my fucking matchup. Yes. <laughs> they turned into Ric Flair all of a sudden. Um, oh my god, fantasy no, football, dude! This shit is gonna give me a fucking ulcer. <laughs> the thing is, though, like all like in 2014 when they tried to get over 500, the loss was horrific to the Niners. In 2015, who was the loss to? I forget. Oh yeah, that Niners loss was so bad. Uh, the Rams? I don't know. I feel like they lose to the Rams really shitty every year. Uh, was it was was it Denver? Was it the Black no, Den- Denver, Denver was last year. Denver was last year. That was I've, last year. Yeah, there were a couple last year. Oh, it was Tennessee last year. It was twenty Tennessee in twenty sixteen, and yeah, it was ten, Tennessee. Or no, that was twenty 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 sixteen was Denver. Twenty fifteen was when they lost in overtime to Tennessee. When they were oh my god, that was horrible. That was horrible. So like they they oh, they, yeah. they need to like get it. They need to not only get over the hump, but they've had some pretty horrific losses. Tennessee to... at home against Mariota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delaney yeah. Walker. Ugh. So um yeah, that was horrible. This is from Dylan. How many holes did Brian punch in the wall last Sunday when he found out his baby PJ Williams got benched? Brian from uh Saints Nation Pies. He punched a lot of holes. Uh the PJ Truthers uh Crawley they 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 backed the wrong guy and it's just hysterical. <laughs> It's just, uh, Andrew, how bad could the Saints fleece the Seahawks in a trade if they offered Seno Calamete? <laughs> well, they might get Jimmy Graham back. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Saints can't give up Seno Calamete. There's no way. I He's mean, a- there's no way they can give that guy up. I mean, Armstead will come back and Calamete goes back to the bench, but they've got to be at least one guy deep. Um, with uh, the way this offensive line's been getting injured. <laughs> Dave, are the Carolina Panthers about to get hot and go on a long win streak like they've done twice under Ron Rivera? I mean, <laughs> they've been looking pretty good. They beat Detroit. They beat New England. They play Philly. Uh, they play Philly this week, I think. I mean, really, uh, I mean, really, the Saints. At this point, it seems like the Saints just lucked out and caught them on the on their worst day of the year. So so negative, Dave. Negative. Oh uh, yeah, I'm negative. <laughs> uh, this is an actual football question. Sunshine and, and rainbows right now with fucking Kyle Rudolph scoring that fucking touchdown. Andrew, if you're watching the game, fucking tell me if Kyle Rudolph does something. All right, I will. Dylan, again, Andrew, Matt Ryan finishes the year with a. Uh, a 90 QB rating over under a 90. Yeah. Oh, well he'll be over that, but I, I do like that this season has gotten off to a really slow start for Matt Ryan statistically. Um, I mean, he's not putting up anywhere near the numbers he had last year, you know, where he was just kind of going balls to the wall statistically. So that that's, neither is Julio. Yeah. I mean, I feel like MVP is out of the question for him, which I don't know. I'll speak for myself as a huge relief. Um, you know, I mean, anyway, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be talking about Matt Ryan as like a top three QB this year. I mean, I think, I think, I think his ratings like just under 90, I think he'll get it above that. Um, but he's already thrown, I think he's got five touchdowns and five picks on the year. So yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely not lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Uh, Dave over under Kamara, uh, 1,100 total yards from scrimmage. Over, over everything for Kamara. Over. I don't know. He, well, right now he's on pace for 400. <laughs> right now he's on pace for thir- 320 rushing yards. He'll and, get more than that, I think. And he's on pace for uh, 600 receiving yards. So that's almost I think he's going to start seeing the ball more. Yeah. yeah. And also 800, too, 400 receiving rushing. Matt Ryan has five picks this year. He only had seven last year in his MVP year. So he's on pace for, um, well, he's on pace for 20 picks, which would be a lot more than seven. Uh, Ryan <laughs> says, I'm more confused. This five words or less. I'm more confused than the tw- 
than the 2016 defense. Uh, they six That's words. words. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, do you, I, I'll start with you. I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, how do you feel about this defense compared to the defenses of the last five years? Where do you, where, where do you rank it? Uh, so we're including the Rob Ryan defense, which was surprisingly dead cat, good. The, the, the dead cat bounce defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Keenan Lewis kind of made that defense go in a lot of ways. I mean, he was really good that year. Jabari Greer was good. So they had some good cover guys. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, that defense is pretty good. I mean, Akeem Hicks was playing really well. Cam Jordan had a great year. Um, so I, I would say that one was definitely the best. Um, it's hard to know for sure. I, I think they'll be better than last year. Uh, I, I believe they can be. Um, so, you know, last year was mediocre. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as we've seen. I mean, the other defenses were like some of the worst in NFL history. Yeah. So, you know, the Spags year and then the, uh, what was it, 2014 um, or 2015? I mean, yeah. some of the worst defenses we've ever seen. So I, I think they're clearly better than those guys, clearly. Yeah. yeah. We've um, got a lot of young guys playing well, which I think is really promising for the future. Allen says Ken Ken Crawley over Devonta Harris for five word, five <laughs> words for the first. Word. Thank you, Smoking Jay Cutler. Uh, I like that one. Um, uh, Snorting Jay Cutler. Let's see. Uh, maybe the Saints improved because no more snorting Viking, but four team meetings. We shipped Vit to Miami, where his stick has caught on well. Yeah, do do we know that that wasn't Viking and he was snorting? <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, think I did my Oh, um, all right. So that's thanks everybody for the questions and the five words. I uh, I skipped it last week because I'm a bad host. Um, so uh, so the Saints are playing the Detroit Lions at home. Dave, I'm sure you'll be attending. Uh, they are three and a half point favorites. Uh, Second straight week they've been favored. Uh, so who you got? And if the Saints win, who's your hero? And if they lose, who's your goat? Is it the Saints are favored, or the Saints or are favored? Saints are favored by three and a half as of today, and that I'm, may go that may go up depending on Matt Stafford's health. I'm kind of surprised by that, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder if they know something we don't about Stafford. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it might be we might be a little lucky catching sta- uh, catching the Lions. Might be catching them at a good time. Um, <clears throat> I certainly think that this game is winnable. I, I honestly don't think the Saints have any games left this season that aren't winnable. Um, uh, but I like their chances, and I'm uh, I'm surprised that three and a half line. I mean, that's a little bit more than home field advantage. Um, I am going to say the Saints are going to uh, pull this one out. Mm-hmm. Coming off the bye. <laughs> Ralph's had a cat. Time to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Coming off the bye, had a little time to rest, recuperate, game plan. Um, you know, yeah, right now, good feelings. Yeah, good yeah, feelings all really around. Freaking out Ralph's cat with this prediction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the locker room. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Saints. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this is gonna be the first game uh, where the Saints' offense <laughs> really kind of goes. This is ridiculous, Ralph. It is. This is ridiculous, <laughs> uh, and a little disrespectful. It I, is. I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I'm the part of your cat. Um, anyway, I'm gonna say this is gonna be the first game where the Saints' offense like really, really uh, just shows up and goes goes all out. Um, I'm gonna say Saints thirty. Saints thirty eight. Um, <laughs> Lion <laughs> twenty one, and, you, and, you and, uh, and I'll say Michael Thomas is going to be the hero. This is going to be his game where he comes out one hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, something like that. <laughs> I had to mute it. She was just going bananas. She wants, to, <laughs> she wants to be. She wants to be fed while my wife is in the kitchen. My wife. My wife. Um, that's a good position. I mean, Andrew. Let and and. 
I'll preface it for that. 16 of the last 20 Lions games have been six points or less. Their only victory in that span by more than a touchdown was the Saint game last year. Ugh. So, Andrew, with thanks, that thanks said, that. who you got? Oh, and by the way, their offensive line is a fucking disaster on the left side. They're starting Greg Robinson at left tackle, who was a bust with the Rams. They're they're off at, from center to left tackle. Uh, Pride of Detroit, a SB Nation blog, said, and I quote, "It's a disaster in their grades for for today." So, I mean, their offensive line is struggling. So, Andrew, with that fact. Go ahead and make your prediction. Yeah, I mean, I think – so here's here's the deal. I think the Saints are going to come back with Willie Sneed. They're going to come back with Armstead, and the offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. They're going to de-emphasize uh, Adrian Peterson in this game, and it's going to be the Camara and Mark Ingram show. Uh, they're going to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers, um, and it's going to be ugly for – for Detroit, I think this is going to be the fifth game in a row for the Saints that's not very competitive. I don't think wow. it's going to be close. I think Stafford's banged up. He's got the high ankle sprain. He's got the quad injury, both on the same leg. Um, I think he's going to try to play through it. I think he will play through it. But I, I just think this Carolina offense, you know, they put up 27 points on them, um, and they couldn't even run the ball at all. So even though they couldn't run the and ball, and they don't I have Holodinata, forgot that too. Yep, a, a big a big part of a big reason why I think Carolina was able to expose them. Number one, um, they were able to use Christian McCaffrey really well, and they got him a touchdown. And I think the Saints will pick up some stuff on film. They're like, oh yeah, we can use Kamara that way too. Um, so I think Kamara now Ed Dixon, the tight end, he had five catches for 175 yards. So. Maybe look for the Saints to get uh, Kobe Fleener into some of the same yeah. matchups. Um, and so this could be a good game for Fleener. Um, but I just think Breeze will, will move the ball around. You know, he'll spread it around. And I think the Saints are going to put up 38 points. Uh, I, I think Detroit's banged up. I think they can't really run the ball. Stafford's not going to play his best day. Defense continues to play at a high level, and the Saints win 38-17. Um, oh, I'll say Camaro oh is the – Camara's the player of the game. Man, we will be fucking high on life next Monday if that happens, Andrew. Three, three, <laughs> well, and, think, three, three and two, two after two is great. If Wait you think, till you see three and two. Well, three and two after three straight blowouts, Dave. I mean, we'll be fucking higher than that. Tentatively, my coach for tentatively, the Dolphins. tentatively, I'm saying that we blow out the Lions. We'll be high and mighty. We'll be basically booking our Super Bowl tickets until it all comes crashing down at Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers puts up 50 on our defense. That's fine though. I but, feel like but, uh, that, that might that might give us enough confidence to go in there with a little feel, swagger up to Green see, Bay. I've, Andrew, if that happened, I'd yeah. be fine with that because I feel like if they get if they go to Green Bay three and two, I feel like Green Bay that's like a mulligan. that's a house money game. Yeah, yeah, like you if you if you get it, great. If you don't, you're three and three, fine. If you lose to Detroit, then you're two and three. I feel like this game. I think you're partially right, Andrew. I think the Saints are going to jump out against Detroit. I think their offense is going to fire on all cylinders. I think they're going to jump out to a pretty big lead. But Detroit, they always fucking fight back, and they always have close games. I think the Saints are going to get up by 14-17. It's going to look fine. And then they're going to have a turnover. They're not going to go 16 weeks without a turnover. It's going to get dicey, but they'll clock. They'll they'll run some clock at the end, and they'll squeeze it out. I'm going to say it's going to be 31-24 Saints. Uh, they're probably going to be up like 24 24 to 10 or 24 to 13 or something like that. It's going to get really, and it's going to look like it's going to be another layup, but it's going to get really dicey at the end. Uh, but they're going to hold on. I'm going to say 31 uh, 27. My player of the game is going to be, uh, I'm going to go with just a random Marcus Williams. I'm going to say he's going to have a, I'm going to say he's going to have a pick because uh, Stafford is due to throw interceptions just like Breeze is. I'm going to say Marcus Williams is going to have a pick and he's going to have a, he's going to, he's going to fall on a fumble. And, um, He's going to be your player of the game, and the Saints are going to be three and two, and we're going to be high uh, on life, like the. My, so we're like, all picking the Saints. We're all picking the Saints, which is a bad, oh God. which is a bad sign. Um, yeah, but I think good. we, all, I think we all picked them last week. I mean, or two weeks ago with Miami. Did anybody pick them to lose to Miami? I don't think anybody did. I think, no. I think the only difference was maybe uh, the closeness of the score. I mean, 
but I mean, I think we all, we all, we all picked them. It didn't, it was, wasn't as close as maybe we thought, but so I don't think that's a, that's a, that's not a death sentence. I think the saints are getting the lines at a good time. The only thing is, you know, I, I, I do remember some Sean Payton teams coming out flat out of the bye. Um, yeah. so especially coming back from London and everything, you know, that's a little bit of a concern, but you know, they've had some injuries. So some guys are banged up and, you know, hopefully they've had some, a chance to heal. And so that, particularly with Armstead and Sneed. Um, you know, those are two guys, obviously, that you want back, hopefully healthy. Yeah, I mean, th- didn't they um, – Dave, didn't, didn't Sean Payton, like, they, they struggled for a bunch of years after the bye, and he, like, tr- like tried to change it up to, like – because he's like, eh, we hadn't been winning out of the bye, so I changed – like, he changed up the schedule, like, because it was – you know, I feel like that's that was a real thing. Am I imagining that? I don't know. Yeah, they were, like, now. 0 for 4 coming out of the bye. Um, they they, early, they were worse coming out of – yeah, but I, they have gotten better after the bye in recent years. So, um, so yeah, we all picked the Saints, so they probably lose fifty to nothing. So, no, just kidding. So, uh, donate if you can. We need the donations to keep the lights on. Um, but you know, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, we'll have the drunk history this month. Uh, you can find Dave. Dave and me were fighting on Twitter. Dave was saying mean, horrible things about LSU's dramatic win against Florida just because Tulsa fucking got this, the, the Tulane skull drags Tulsa and Dave is pump, pumping out his chest about Tulane and bagging on LSU's one-point win in the swamp, which I didn't appreciate, Dave. But uh, it was fun. <laughs> I, 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 I really believe LSU... Tulane has a winning record right now. Tulane, front, you know. Tulane LSU... Don't they play a really weak opponent this week yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah and they, then they play FIU, so they're going to be four and two, and then they have South. Whoa, Florida. whoa, whoa! whoa. You're, you're you're assuming that victory? Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa! Uh, so they're going to be so they're going to be four and two, and then they've got a night home game against USF, who is like fifteenth, ranked fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be a lot. Yeah, and we're going to have well, whatever, but we're going to have a big game. I can't wait to see. Hey, is your uh, is your running week. back Hilliard? Is that that's is he related yeah, to Don Uh You know, I don't know, but yes, Don Shell Hilliard. I have to say, say um, LSU Tulane in the Independence Bowl that would be phenomenal. I would love that. That's oh a, my god, that would be. I would that would I would sell a lot of shirts. You would. It would be great. It would be win 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 for everybody. It'd be. Win for Dave because he'd sell shirts. It'd be win for the Independence Bowl because they'd sell that motherfucker out. And it would be a great distraction during December. Like LSU LSU and Tulane need to play more, and they don't play, so the rivalry's kind of dead. This would be like reignite it. You know, like at, Tulane could be like 7 and 5, LSU could be 6 and 6. I, Andrew, would you be against this? I wouldn't be. It'd be fun. Be against what? LSU, Tulane, and the Independence Bowl. Oh no, no, that'd be fun. Because the Independence Bowl is LSU's ceiling this year. That's just oh, how. Yeah. That's just how oh, it yeah. is. So, for I don't Dave, know, do you think they have any chance against Auburn this weekend? Uh, I picked them in my column because I'm dumb. Oh, um, that's stupid. <laughs> so, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>